Hello and welcome to the first episode of Murder Curry. This is a true crime podcast curated by your very own Tanay Modi. The idea for Murder Curry has simmered in my brain ever since 3 years back I heard a podcast based on Albert Fish, a notorious serial killer and a cannibal. At first, I felt my stomach turn while I was listening to the podcast. but then the curiosity of learning more about these reputed monsters who to everyone's surprise were just humans took the life of this podcast i will be telling you some bone chilling cases of brutality executed by some peculiar people of our country because if you thought serial killers were a western phenomenon you need to think again now to make this podcast more immersive I will be making these ASMR. Don't worry, this podcast isn't actually going to be that weird. But you may think that my selection of story for today might be. I will be telling you about the case of the Gandhinagar serial killer. Now you may be thinking, why would I take a case of a serial killer who's relatively unheard of? A case which is set in a place which is generally stereotyped for being populated by some of the most sweetest and pleasant people ever but those are the exact reasons why to present this case to you the amount of efforts that were put in by the officials the very brainstorming that undertook the cat and mouse chase that followed but most importantly the fact that this type of thing could happen in a place where you would have never guessed could happen and judging on how recent it is makes this case very much interesting to research for this podcast i also interviewed a profound official involved directly in this case who helped me shed light on the heinous details that undertook i'm sure by the end of this podcast your view will change on how dangerous and how inconceivable mindsets these serial killers have compared to a normal functioning person in the june of 1983 was born madan bhavan lal nayak aka madan mali aka monish nayak who is now known as a murderer elusive and smart who had created a perfect storm chased by more than 80 cops some of whom spent 6 hours daily for over 9 months exhausting over 100,000 man hours in total and receiving more than 350 calls made to them regarding suspicious activities having a team or rather teams of police dedicated behind him yet they surprisingly couldn't even get a scant of his identity for the longest amount of time moreover he was so smart and composed that his own family couldn't figure out his misdemeanors for years and were completely oblivious to his criminal activities this is a story about the undetermined sanity of a young man involving terrifying the residents of the capital of gujarat gandhinagar and the neighboring ahmedabad through a chain of unpredictable murders for me the question that remained unsolved is was he a lethal sociopath who couldn't let go of the angst of his past or someone who just got tired of his unsatisfying lifestyle 
to try to understand the path that led Madan to his misdeeds. I'll start off his story from his early life. At the age of 12, Madan had decided to leave his hometown Pali district in Rajasthan. And the reason for that is just as harsh. He had a bizarre childhood and felt very much out of place. This was because he had a disturbing relationship with his father who used to abuse him. He had lost his mother at an early age. And this led to Madan having no emotional support or no one to resort to. To put even more strain on his upsetting relationship with his one existing parent, his father dropped him out of school when he was in the third grade. And instead of providing for him, he acted selfish and remarried. Although his stepmother was far from what Madan imagined her to be like. Just like his father, his new parent turned out to be just as negligent and careless towards him. She acted vengeful, as to her, he was an unwanted responsibility in her life and created a bitter relationship with him. As time went by, instead of filling in the shoes of the role of being his mother, she acted quite the opposite. She started abusing Madan too and created more distance from him and a functional childhood. All this experience had planted a seed of rage and spitefulness which maybe even Madan also wanted to escape from, which compelled him to leave and so he did and came to Gandhinagar. As Madan moved to a new place, he started settling into living a life on his own by working at small stalls and earning just enough to pass by. However, working a completely honest man's life from the start was never for Madan. He realized that Larsani would get him more money easily and quickly and started forming a knack for it. But in 1999, at the age of just 16, he got caught for the theft of 10 bicycles and was arrested but was let go the same day. Though like an earworm, his thieving instincts would keep coming back and he continued stealing and snatching. Around 2005, he met a woman and fell in love with her. They soon married and had a son. Although Madan had had his share of affairs by now, before his marriage, the lover boy got his heart broken a couple of times. In 2008, he was arrested again, but this time for a case of an attempted bank robbery in Narol district of Ahmedabad. He had almost gotten away if it weren't for the alert police nearby who got a sense of something being wrong inside the bank. He went to jail for 8 months for this offence. After this incident, he started to work as a rickshaw driver, a vegetable vendor and did several other petty jobs over the years. Then in 2016, while working at a snack stall, he was visited by a ticket collector who used to stay near Sabarmati. He used to visit Madan's stall frequently. One day while serving him, Madan's eyes fell on the gun the ticket collector carried on him 
and instantly the thought brewed in his mind that with the help of it he could overcome his inability to make people succumb to him who seemed physically stronger as he was built lean he took his time and for 3 months he followed and surveyed the ticket collector and thought of strategic plans then he finally found a perfect time to rob his house he acquired a 7.65 mm pistol with 40 active cartridges and a lot of money from there this was the pivotal point in his story he learned how to use the gun by watching tutorials on youtube and practiced at the amdabad gandhinagar canal from 2016 with the help of his new little friend he terrified and looted a huge number of unsuspecting people he was extremely vigilant and would keep a thorough knowledge of the roads and the layout of the city from the experience gained from working as a pedal rickshaw driver before and thus knew all the lonely areas where he could strike people and would plan it out thoroughly some day around 2018 october 5th madan had approached 60 year old mafatlal rabari of dantali village and had tried to rob him however that attempt failed this left madan feeling exposed and embarrassed and so the killing tendencies which were always present subconsciously from the rage built up on the account of his childhood traumas were finally uncovered Madan had followed Mafat Bhai for weeks and he knew exactly where he would be and so on October 14th 2018 he followed Mafat Lal to his usual spot he took his buffaloes to graze and when he sat down to get some rest on a sidewalk Madan sneakily jumped over the wall that was behind Mafat Bhai and shot him point blank on the back of his head and took his belongings Madan had started watching Crime Patrol, a show about crime told in the most dramatic of ways, and he would watch it to be Saudan and Satark, but in an evil kind of way. He learned that shooting someone in the back of their heads is one way of ensuring killing them, and also that he should pick up the used cartridges, thus not leaving a trace of his identity to anyone. I think only two types of people watch crime patrol anymore the ones who watch it for the music and those who want an episode made on them a complaint was later then registered in the adalaj police station regarding the murder but madan had been smart enough to cover his tracks he continued to do robberies near the canal area to unsuspecting couples who wouldn't report the crime from the fear of being exposed but mostly his targets were elderly people who wouldn't fight back his next encounter was with keshavlal patel aged 70 as keshavlal heavily rebelled and this threw madan completely off balance from the complex he had picked up carrying around a gun on 9th december near koba he shot keshavlal on the back of his head and looted him all in the same manner as of his first murder by this time the police had two brutal deaths within a month in the same proximity carried out in the same manner 
both looted but nothing to link them they also supposed that the murderer was smart and had planned it as he had managed to slip away from all the cctv cameras and the eyewitnesses due to this a hint of suspicion was there that it was done by the same man but the motive was still unclear to them they feared that if it was the same person then they might be dealing with a very proficient killer they compiled information from other complaints of robberies around the area and they realized that many were made by elderly people and it pointed out that it could be the same person doing the robberies and the killings then on 26th january 2019 he committed his third murder killing had become blithely breezy for him he thought of these as not murders but the consequence of his victims who didn't submit or comply to him as he had also let go several people who just gave their belongings to him when he robbed them police found juthaji thakur 55 near his farm in adalaj killed in the same way as others on the back of their head from whom madan stole belongings worth 2.75 lakhs a couple of weeks had passed by since the investigation had gone cold but then like the starks in the episode of the red wedding the police found a revolting discovery of truth a forensic study was conducted on the bodies and from the wound they found that all of the shots were made from the same gun a panic and terror in the residents of the area set in as the police announced that they had a cold blooded serial killer loose on the streets a 5 lakh bounty was announced on madan's head after the local police found themselves incapable of finding him and then the case was taken over by the cid after which an special investigation team of dgp of state cid assistant dgp assistant superintendent of police superintendent of police and a primary investigation of cid was made all of whom had many notable accomplishments behind them and had previously worked on top notch cases such as the 2008 amdabad bombings after the third incident the police were completely frustrated as not only was madan incalculable with the murders but they also supposed that with his modus operandi of picking up random strangers and other human intelligence pointed out to the fact that they might be dealing with a psychopath they supposed that the murderer worked alone and not with a group which made him harder to catch and added more fuel to the idea that it was the work of a psychopath by this time four agencies the anti terrorist squad the amdabad crime branch the gandhinagar local crime branch and the gandhinagar police had dedicated all their personals for the task of catching the serial killer almost after a month from the third murder the police got a big clue when they backtracked the cctv footages from around the places the third victim was seen they found that he was being followed by a specific person wearing a monkey cap and a gray shawl 
who after a point vanished from the view and they found this suspicious police found a footage from a nearby tea stall in which a person with a similar outfit was sipping tea there the police decided to investigate more on the basis of this information they made a sketch of him from the footage and televised it on news channels side by side to a photo of him from the tape this is when they got information from a couple of transgenders working at a toll booth nearby claiming that the person in the sketch was rani another transgender who was working with them at the toll booth and had been missing for the last 3 months the police had finally found a big clue after months of investigation and became confident with this promising lead with the information provided by the transgenders a team of police went to apprehend her to their disappointment they got to know that she was not the serial killer they were looking for as her explanation was thorough and after phone tracing they found that she was not even in the same area as of the murders a handful of suspects had also been brought in by the police for the questioning at the time but the real murderer had yet to be found and so the investigation went cold again by the time police mass printed madan's cctv snapshot he had already committed many other robberies when madan was supposedly returning from one of his robberies he had to stop by to fill the tank of the stolen two wheeler he was riding to his surprise he noticed that there was a snapshot of him at the petrol pump and he instantly knew that the police were hot on his trail rather than pacing around and getting anxious madan was upset that his buzz from the crimes he enjoyed had to fade away he was a ruthless killer but he also was calculated and smart he knew when to be patient so he decided to stop the robberies and the killings for some time and also changed his address he shifted to sarkej from gandhinagar to distance himself from the suspicion he convinced his wife and together with their 14 year old son they shifted to a small residence with the money he had saved up from his endeavors he started a small eatery with his wife at their home madan had also ditched the clean shaven look which his snapshot clearly displayed and grew a mustache and a beard his long hair was also snipped into a crop cut all his precautions and the new fashion statement worked in his favor for months he thought he had definitely gotten away when the hammer finally dropped on him madan did not carry his mobile phone while committing all three murders however on february 7th 2019 when he made a robbery attempt he was carrying his mobile phone using tower location and scanning through mobile phones in the area where crimes were being committed the police found that madan's number propped up as a suspect's number his number became more suspicious as it was only used once and then got switched off after the attempt this number which was switched off since february 7th became active on the evening of september 14th 
2019. The police took a chance that this could be the killer's phone number and using location coordinates, a team was sent to his residence. In the most dramatic turn of events for the police in the last 10 months, as soon as they knocked on his door, he said, so you have come at last. The team of police stated that he showed no shock or remorse at the time of his arrest. The murders never entailed guilt on him. His wife and son both were present in the home at the time, but they swore that they had absolutely no knowledge of their own flesh and blood's bloodlust. He didn't waste the police's time and handed over the gun to them immediately, which only had a few rounds left in it. Of course, the police were not satisfied and wanted to interrogate him. They took him in and the car ride from his house to the police station was at first filled with a sigh of relief as they had finally apprehended the real culprit. But then, a bag of mixed emotions inflated inside the police car as Madan got talking. He was too calm and composed for someone who just got arrested for triple homicide. And even before they could reach the police station, he had started describing his experience. Within hours of arrest, Madan calmly confessed to all the murders. And just as shockingly, when asked why he killed all those people, he said he wanted to live a posh lifestyle as he was getting a lot of money and wanted to drink foreign liquor since he had gotten tired of drinking country liquor. The officer that I spoke to told me that Madan was distinctly different from normal people. As soon as they got him till the moment they put him in the interrogation room, he had been blabbering non-stop and had already proved that he was in fact the killer as he told them the exact details of the murders. But then he let out another secret he had up his sleeves, a secret that rattled everyone connected to this case. In the interrogation room, as the suspense built up, he told everyone that he had not committed three but actually four murders. This discovery rattled the officials as they realized the case wasn't going to be closed just yet. As they got to know more, the now quadruple homicide accused Madan told them the story of how he killed Vishal Patel, a jeweler in the Odav district of Ahmedabad. Vishal owned a jewelry shop where Madan used to sell his looted ornaments to him as cash for gold. He had been working with Madan from the start and when he started bringing in lots of gold, he also once joked with Madan if he was robbing people for it. Vishal was a major loose knot who would have unfastened any time for Madan as he knew his face and was also skeptical of him before. And his fears came true when one day Vishal saw the sketch and the picture being shown around of the suspected serial killer and instantly recognized Madan. He called Madan and told him that he knew that the killer in the photo was him and that he was suspicious before too from the amount of gold he would bring in. Madan got anxious that Vishal would rat him out with the police for the huge reward he had on his head.
Vishal had gone to his sister's place on June 27th. He received a call from Madan that he wanted to meet him. Madan made that call from a coin box as to not get traced. Vishal took his sister's car and picked up Madan. Madan told him that he didn't want to be seen and so he sat in the back of the car. He told Vishal to drive to a secluded area in Kathwada GIDC ground he knew on account of his previous endeavors. And just when the coast was clear, in his iconic style, he shot Vishal too in the back of his head. He took Vishal's body out of the car, then dumped him and his clothes into a manhole near the open ground. He took the car to a canal near Dehgam Road and made sure that he burned the car to crisp. Although he wasn't done here just yet, he thought if someone recovered his body, it will be recognized. So two days after he killed him, he went back to the manhole, took out the body, mutilated it by bludgeoning his face with a rock so he would be unidentifiable and threw it back in, hence destroying all the evidence. Upon hearing this, a team of CID, the local police and the fire brigade were deployed to the ground to empty out the water from the drainage line and retrieve Vishal's body. They worked together and kept a close eye on the operation of emptying out the gutter as the body would have decomposed by then and its parts scattered. After three long days, Vishal Patel's body was found but in the condition it was feared to be. Before, when Vishal's family had approached the police to file a missing person's complaint, the cops took it casually as in the initial investigation they found that Vishal was being harassed by some money lenders he was supposed to pay and concluded that he had gone into hiding to evade them. Unless Madan had not revealed the crime, the murder of Vishal Patel would have never come to life. Madan had alluded, safely relocated and was smart enough to deflect police's questions. He could have easily refused being connected to all the crimes. Yet he voluntarily chose to reveal and confess to everything before the police could even interrogate him properly. Moreover, he voluntarily just confessed about killing one more person he hadn't even been accused of. Truth be told, no one could have connected Madan to Vishal's death because there was no evidence for that and he knew it. He didn't choose to reveal his misdemeanors because he felt guilty or wanted to make peace with himself for the murders or because they were on his conscience. In fact, he also said that he had prepared a long list of people he wanted to kill which included his stepmother, father and several other people. Did the anger having quelled up inside him and having a void of emotional support since a fragile age made him justify himself with the killings? Did he choose to reveal because he wanted to provide an answer for the conclusion of his story to the true crime fanatics and the close ones of his victim who kept wondering why and what makes someone do it? I'm sure if Madan were here, he's someone who would gladly answer it for me. Well. This is all the crime I have for you today. 
and if it weren't enough look out for more murder mysteries i'll be putting out in the future think about the first person that comes to your mind when i complete this sentence and share this podcast with them and if you like the podcast don't be shy to message me on instagram id the murder curry podcast and tell me more about it until then farewell